clear your mind and climb the tower. Hi everyone, this is Rowan Odom. Today, we're pleased to showcase The Tower, an ambient, experimental audio fiction which combines a concept album and the mystery and drama of a young woman's journey of self-discovery. Join Kiri as she forsakes the hustle and bustle of the modern world and ascends a seemingly infinite tower. Along the way, she will witness sights and sounds which will challenge her very being and have deeply personal conversations with friends and family on oddly convenient phones left on the tower. Immersive and contemplative, the tower lays out an experience that is touching and dramatic in turn, inspired by the works of Ryuichi Sakamoto and evoking introspective adventures like Celeste. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts, or as an ad-free album on their Bandcamp, tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. Part 1, 2, and 3 are available now, with Part 4 coming soon. Hello, I'm Cody Michael Carmichael, and you're about to be listening to the amazing podcast Syntax, which probably means you're smart, charming, and have great taste. And maybe you're interested in scientists discovering and doing cool things, or you'd like to be one. If that's the case, you should come check out BroadlyEpi.com, where I teach the science of epidemiology, programming, provide summaries of the most recent research, have some software tools available, and a lot more. If you're interested in renting a scientist, well, we have that option too. BroadlyEpi.com, epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello listeners, this is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase The White Vault, a horror podcast set in the frigid darkness of the Arctic Circle. Follow the adventures of an international rescue and repair team investigating a mysterious signal while navigating the treacherous nature of the polar nightmare they find themselves in. Worst of all, they find they may not be as isolated as they think. Fans of Syntax will love this indie series created by a two-person team. The show balances fictional elements with painstaking scientific, linguistic, oral, and cultural precision and details. The science team hail from all across the globe, a multilingual and multidisciplinary team dealing with their findings as best they can. Filled with masterly crafted foley that places you in the moment with polar bears, howling icy winds, and more. Find The White Vault however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at thewhitevault.com. Subscribe now and delve the waiting horrors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, all right. That's one thing I understand, at least. I'm not going to turn down new friends. I I don't understand. How? Just how? Look, I don't want to say you left her ass, but you're sure she was dead? Like you checked a pulse or something, and it wasn't all just some wishful thinking on your part. Vo's head was crushed. Part of the fucking roof came down on her. There's no way. Is it... Is it possible? I'm just thinking out loud here, trying to help. You were seeing things like I was seeing things after my head injury? That's true. Hallucinations are another question, Cass. I know what I saw. That wasn't just me seeing things. She was a goner. I wouldn't have left anyone if I thought there was even a slight chance. Not even Vo. I just... How is she back? I don't got an answer for that. Me neither. Has anyone seen the full casualty list? From the attack? Nah. It's not like we ever will. Too much being kept hush-hush around here. So we don't even know if she was on it or not. What difference would it make? What do you mean, difference? I saw her die, and now she's just... here. What, are you saying you don't believe me or something? Guys. I'm not saying I don't. But what I am saying is, I don't think it makes much difference. Vincula's done some crazy things for this breach project, but don't you think raising the dead is a bit... out there? And for what purpose? Just so we could have our old boss back? She was probably just important enough to save, and they went out of their way to do so. Some experimental techniques, perhaps? Like they did with Silas? Experimental techniques, really. They just scooped her brains up and put them back in? Cassius, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Ugh. Well... Like it or not, Miss Vo is once again a part of our lives. The best response to that is to get some rest. There's nothing to be done about this revelation today. Huh. Good point. I'm gonna hit the hay. We only got one more shot at depth three and they're gonna expect some results this time. It's gonna be a long trip. Hope y'all are ready for some backpacking. They're gonna give us a lot more stuff this time. If the ghosts don't get you, exhaustion might. Jay? Yeah? Shut the hell up. Try to get some sleep, Cass. I know it's a lot right now, but we're gonna get through this. We'll... We'll talk more tomorrow. Alright? Ugh. Cassius? What? Um, a moment, if I could. Don't let him bully you! Silas, I don't know if there's enough room at this pity party for more than one. I was never any good at parties anyway. I'll speak my piece and move on. I just wanted to say, I believe you. About what? Your claim that you saw Miss Vo in a state that would strongly suggest that she had a fatal injury. Only suggest? I'm saying that was your assessment, and I believe it, yes. While Vo's arrival is uncanny at best, there are some other intriguing facts from our previous day at Vincula that I'm recalling. Go on. Remember how Lizzie behaved strangely after she interacted with the Link Stone, using her blood on the stone, before we opened the way to Pandemonium? What does Lizzie have to do with this? I promise I'm not just picking on her. I I'm going somewhere with this thought. She disappeared for a time, and when we sent Greg looking for her, 
he said she was in her trailer. But then we found her coming out of Bo's office. Yeah, but we chalked that up to Greg's memory failing. He wasn't even sure he heard anything. Perhaps we were a bit jumpy after her brazen use of the stone, but that's hardly the only time we've had to deal with odd impersonations. You recall the reports about the attack? It said the perpetrators were caught using Vincula ID. Right. And? Just using an ID shouldn't have been enough to get them very far. Even at the older site, we were a very small team. The arrival of a new face would have been noted. And? There have been times before when Vo has claimed to leave across the country, but conveniently arrived back on site whenever needed. True. June was sure she was long gone that one day I was fuming. So, what do you think is going on? There's some very impressive things that can be done with disguise technology, Cassius. You're saying that this might be a fake Vo? She may or may not even be from Vincula at all. Have you ever heard from this Mr. Richardson? How do we know Vincula is even involved anymore? We only have Beckett's word to go on. You're starting to sound like Jay. I don't think we've made it to lizard people territory. Yet. But why? I'm not entirely sure why they would try something like this. All I'm saying is, I'm choosing to believe your side of the story and trying to put together the pieces from there. Huh. Well, if they're that good at disguise, whoever they are, how do I know you're you? Hmm. I still have the scars from where the Thunderbirds so unceremoniously attempted to kidnap me. I think they could fake scars, Bookworm. Well, let's see. I can show you I'm not wearing a silicone mask or anything. See, I can tug on my cheek like this. Come on, a disguise would be a bit tougher than that. All right, well then you try. Ow, ow, ow! You, you didn't have to be that forceful. Yeah, that feels normal, I guess. <laughs> you big baby. Satisfied? <sighs> no, but thanks for trying. Perhaps a different approach is required. Maybe there's something only we would know, uh, between ourselves. We've only known each other a few months, and that's since coming to Vincula. What could we even use? Well, hmm, that's a good point. Anything we've spoken about may have been eavesdropped. Uh, what about code words? You're gonna come up with a code word. Right now. And then hope they don't know it? No, let's come up with them in the breach. It's the most likely place to avoid scrutiny. No chance of listening devices out there. Hmm. Now that might be a good idea. That's weird to think. What's that? The breach depths might be the safest place in the universe for us. <sighs> Truly a vexing thought. Was that all you wanted? I, I, I suppose. Ugh, I'm gonna turn in. You should too. Big days starting tomorrow. All right. I just want to help, but I'm not sure if I know how. I'll just keep trying to be here. They'll come around eventually. I'm sure of it. Hmm. Oh, there. I think that's... I think that's hidden enough. Man, how do you do this, Sai? I guess the high collars help. Nobody's up. That's good. Lizzie. Lizzie. Wake up. It's okay. It's okay. It's just me. Oh my god. Alex. You scared the bejesus out of me. Sorry. What's going on? I, I... I couldn't sleep. You couldn't 
sleep. Yeah. Come on. Sit here. Thanks. What's bothering you? I just have been thinking a lot. Never a good idea to dwell too much. Maybe not. What you thinking about? Maybe sharing some of those pesky thoughts will help dispel them, hmm? I... I'm worried about how often I'm hearing these voices. From the breach? And on depth three. I thought it was only at the pedestal. I'm kind of getting used to that. Freaky. But now... I definitely thought I heard something. Over the howling wind? I remember you mentioning. What did it sound like? It was... different. D different from the voice at the pedestal. After activating the link stone. I'm not sure how to describe it. It was... mournful. Long and sad. Like it was crying? Wailing? Hmm. That would keep me up too. One voice was scary enough. I don't know. I... I don't know if I want to go back out there. I've been thinking about the offer that Beckett made. Maybe... Maybe another Breacher team? Hey, hey. I know it's a lot, but we watch out for each other here on Breacher Team Alpha. Not saying the other teams wouldn't, but you know we're gonna do our best for you, right? I think so. Listen, I'm... I'm sorry to. I haven't been helping in that regard. Things got a little out of hand today. Maybe Cass and I were just a tad over-eager to go poking around. Yeah, that was a little- But, we're still here. And we're all gonna be more careful. Even I will. Especially me, I should say. That was not fun. Losing my voice? I've learned my lesson. I promise. What was that like? Oh, well, I remember I was trying to find our supply packs when I heard the ice shatter. I was just getting up to investigate when I felt... it. It felt like my throat was closing up. It was like anaphylactic shock, closing my windpipe and making me rasp and wheeze. But it also felt... it also felt like ants? Unseen ants, choking me. But you didn't see anything? No, not a thing. I heard... I think I heard something. Scuttling around on the ice. I was looking, trying to find out what was going on. But I was a bit preoccupied with whatever was throttling me that I couldn't see. So I just ended up running to find someone, and that's when we started hearing my voice coming from outside the mushroom woods. So, let that be my lesson not to go poking around anymore, I see jail cells. What's not quite dead, but definitely buried, should stay that way. I'm just glad your voice came back. Me too. Now you guys will have to keep putting up with me. <laughs> I like having you around. I know you care about all of us, even when you get excited. Well, that's nice of you to say, anyway. I've always had trouble bonding with other people, but I'm glad we can trust each other. Yeah. So... Have you had any luck finding more of the book? The part that's missing? Hmm? No, definitely not. Bo hasn't been around, so I haven't had nearly as many privileges as before. Who knows? Maybe with her back I can start wheedling my way into stuff I shouldn't again. Maybe. Why do you ask? I've just been keeping an eye out on my end. And I feel like the translation might be our best shot at knowing what's coming next, you know? We've only got information about one or two more depths. Going further without more info sounds really scary, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll make you a promise. I won't go encouraging any more rash explorations. At least not while we're not grouped up. Or someone is in danger and we need to go after them, or something. Does that sound good? Yeah, I think that helps. Meantime, we can keep our eyes open and do our best. 
all we can really do. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm gonna get some sleep now. Thank you for talking to me, Lizzie. Anytime. Sleep well, hun. Yeah. That helps a lot, actually. So good to be back with you all. First things first, then. What, no family reunion hug? That's a joke, by the way. Don't you dare touch me. First of all, I must tender our apologies from all of us at Vincula. We let the breachers down in our handling of the breach project's last facility and endangered everyone's lives. On behalf of Mr. Richardson, we are deeply sorry and vow to never let a security risk of that magnitude occur again. Thanks, I guess. Thanks? What, an apology is supposed to explain all this away? Of course not. We must prove our conviction to your security with our actions. As such, it is my duty to provide you with any support you may need while here at Yanis Base. If it is within Vincula's means, it will be given to you, at our expense, as long as you are still employed with the Breach Project. Well, that's mighty generous of you, though, but- Oh, not you two. Also, I am in charge of not only your physical well-being, but your mental health as well. Anytime you feel the need, come speak to me and I will either hear you out myself or forward you to appropriate counselors. Cassius? Wh what Huh? I understand that we've had some... friction in times past, but we can still accomplish much together in our time on the Breach Project. So perhaps let us let bygones be bygones? That's easy enough for you to say. You weren't under the gun when everything went to shit. And now we both find ourselves as tools of the government. So let's try and make this easy on each other. I understand you may have more questions, and I'd be happy to answer those in a one-on-one -on -one session later. If you'd like. What? No, no, no thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm good, really. No, uh, absolutely not. So be it. Another time, perhaps. Now then, I have instructions after your latest breach excursion. I am told to say that while your scientific zeal is appreciated, you are not to tamper with any more of the encased specimens found within the mushroom stalks. That's probably for the best, but surely this isn't just a safety measure. The precise wording is, given the evidence of an entombed specimen on Gaia, it is our belief that Specimen 1 and what appear to be similar entities on Depth 3 are either part of, or culturally significant to, a civilization that previously or currently dwells within the Breach Worlds. As such, tampering with the entombed specimens is now strictly forbidden to prevent any further diplomatic repercussions. Ah, that makes more sense. What's the, uh, the layman's breakdown on all of that? Don't touch anything that looks like Specimen 1. We may spark an incident with something down in the breaches, or already have, if they find out we've been messing about. That's a good point. I guess we didn't mean to. Uh, no, look, it was my fault for considering it. We were just- We don't have to discuss the point further. There will be no backlash from Vincula or the government. What's done is done. And what's more important is finding the fourth breach, a task now made exponentially more difficult by the distances needed to be covered. What is your opinion, Cassius? Uh, right. Depth 3's nightfall is dangerous. The temperatures drop, the wind picks up, and visibility zeroes. But it looks like the mushroom forest can be used for shelter. We'll have to use what little daylight we have to get to the second forest, but... It already looks like a long road trip just by dead reckoning. That means staying the night at the first shelter again, and going as fast as we can to reach safety the next day. With any luck, the next breach might be there. Hmm. That still leaves us with one problem. By your estimates, Alex, we only possess enough of the Quicksilver from Pandemonium for one more traversal? I believe that's correct. 
We are going to need more, and soon. Any breakthrough in the linguistics department? I'm afraid not. All I have is a description of it as the heart of the forest, or the trees. The most obvious possibility is it could be contained within the stalks of the towering mushrooms. They do emit heat, not much, but enough to protect against the worst that Depth 3 has to offer. Perhaps an internal reaction using the Quicksilver? But are we really going to have to hack inside of one to find out? For lack of a better alternative, this may be required. Other Breacher Team attempts to locate more on Pandemonium have met with... Well, hear for yourself. present, Alpha is our best hope of continuing the Breach project, and ensuring that we can keep the breach between Pandemonium and Depth 3 open. You'll be given some logging equipment for your attempts. It'll be at your discretion to try and harvest the necessary materials. While we usually keep the Breach worlds closed off while Breacher teams are not actively exploring, for this expedition we will need to leave Breach 3 open until your return. While your investigation must be thorough, you must also be quick. The longer the breach is open, the greater the risk to Yana's base and the other breacher teams. But you have my assurance the breach will remain open, closed only for the integrity of the breach project. And what then? What happens if something tries to get through and it does need to be closed? You will have to fend for yourselves until we are able to open it again. Let's all hope it doesn't come to that. Any other questions? Is our hazard pay going up? Your request has been noted. This is also your last opportunity to request transfer to another breacher team. Does anyone feel the need? I do not. Nah, I'm here. I'll be staying. Same. We can do this. Piece of cake. No need. Alex? We got this. I'll look after you. I'm sticking with this team. Excellent. Good luck, Breacher Team Alpha. <sighs> Why'd it have to be fucking Bo of all people giving us the ethics talk? Do you think it would have felt any better coming from Beckett? No, but why Bo? Who up there hates me, huh? Come down here and fight me. I don't think up is your problem, Cassius. Bo ain't look like no angel to me. Point taken. All right, if you're down there, come fight me. Give it a rest, will you? My back is killing me. Lay down. You made it safe, but this is only the first leg of the journey. Looks like we're going to hike even further tomorrow. Get your rest while you can. I'll try. I'll try. Surprised you're not telling everyone to suck it up, old man. Ain't no time for that. Hell's frozen over and we got a long ways to go. We got enough rations to last two weeks out here, but God forbid we're stuck out here that fucking long. This kind of hiking would take it out of anybody. Well, except... I'm gonna have a look down the mushroom stairs. Didn't get a chance to last time. Anyone coming with? (sighs) I, I would, but... I feel like I'm frozen stiff. I can go. Alex, you stay right here. I'll be back soon. Jay, you don't let anything happen to her. You hear me? Like you need to tell me twice. No trouble, you two. No promises. God damn it. I'm I'm sure they'll be all right. I'm only not putting them both in detention because we checked it out ourselves last time. If anything's changed, they should holler. If they got any sense left, that is. Well, let's hope for the best, then. You know, this is all rather remarkable. Remarkably dangerous, I think you mean. Not just that. The fact we're even here. 
we've all but confirmed these are brand new worlds. Sometimes I like to ruminate on that fact. No matter what happens, we've all but solidified our names in history. <laughs> if anyone ever hears about us at all. And what's more, we've done that not once, not twice, but thrice. Three times this Breacher team has plunged into new depths, facing insurmountable odds and ferocious creatures. And every time, we've come home safe and sound. Hmm. So far. Surely, we still all go out sometime, but... And I'd rather not discuss that at all right now. Keep it to yourself. Leave him alone, old man. He's just defenseless bird bait. In the meantime, you should spill the beans. We all know something's been eating you. Nothing's eaten me yet, and I aim to keep it that way. You know what I mean. We've been in scrapes before. Feels like worse ones. I haven't even been grabbed by a jellyfish yet. So what is it about this place that's got your goat? Nothing. I'm fine. And that's how it's gonna stay. Now quit prying, both of you. <laughs> Alright. Fine. If you say so. Greg? <sighs> what is it, Alex? You know if something is bothering you, we'd want to hear about it, right? We know you're working hard to protect us all. Let us help you too, okay? Okay. You remember my story, right? The voices I'd hear, or see, rather? Yeah, you were seeing things. I remember. Carrying images you thought might be lost, family or friends. You been seeing something, Greg? No, no, not yet. If I heard something, I think I would have mentioned it. No, I... I haven't had anything like that yet. But I feel like... Like my soul is leaned forward, listening. Straining to hear. Like I'm waiting for something that hasn't been spoken yet. The longest moment of silence before the eulogy. But... You feel like... Something is about to be said? Yeah, I guess. Like I'm expecting a voice, but nothing's talking yet. So I'm just listening, very closely. I can't stop myself. I, I keep jumping at every sound, every little thing, because that might be what I'm listening for, but it's not. Not yet. Is it any better at Yanis Base? A little, yeah. It's only been this bad since coming out here. Do you think it's because of what Silas read in the book? Uh, about the I don't know. Sorry. I don't like to think about it. If I was hearing from ghosts before, I hate to think about what I might be waiting to hear from in this godforsaken wasteland. Y'all ever hear the stories about soldiers that knew they were going to die? Greg, no. You don't think... You don't think that, do you? I'm not sure. Maybe I am just too high-strung. Maybe I've been listening too hard. But I've been thinking about it a lot. Not sure if this is a similar feeling or not. It's my first time feeling like I've been listening this hard. And maybe I'm going to hear my name. Maybe it'll be my time. Don't those stories usually come with more certainty? Surely this is just a trick of the mind, or perhaps something to do with the creature that stole Lizzie's voice. I ain't ruled any of that out yet, but I don't know. Critters I can handle. This feeling of straining to hear, not so much. It's uh, wearing on me. Is there anything we can do? I put it off once before. I'm not going to do it again. Silas, I got a favor to ask you. A big one. You tell me if you can't do it, but if you say yes, you gotta do it. No matter what. Do I get to learn more before making my decision? I got it right here. 
This here's a letter. It's addressed to June. Greg, you don't have to do this. We don't know what it no. is that's... Can't stand the thought of leaving loose ends. Listen, I know this ain't easy, and I ain't asking you lightly. If I give you this letter, if I die, I'm trusting you to carry the news of my demise to June Dawson, along with this letter, and to support her throughout the morning. I don't want to die, you understand, but if worse comes to worse, I'll feel better starting from right now, knowing you'll do this for me. But if you can't do it, say so right now. I understand. And I accept. Mrs. Dawson and I have become quite close. It makes sense for me to be the one to carry your letter. And you'll help her through it when I'm gone? If you're gone. I can do it. I've done it once before. I can do it. Good. Good. Here. I hope this helps. Now, do you think we can get some rest without fretting about our biologist? Hmm. I'll give it some thought anyway. Depends on how much longer they're going to keep us waiting down there. Alex, what's wrong? You better not make Silas deliver that letter, Greg. That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey now. I'm not going anywhere if I can help it. I just really needed to know it'd get back to June, just in case. I'm going to take care of myself and all of y'all. You'll see. I feel better already. Whew, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, there's my letter too, Silas. Oh wait, I'm cold and lonely. Jay, you have people that love you too. Hmm. Well, maybe I need to write a letter after all. Dude, that's the coolest thing we've seen on Depth 3. Sucks we gotta leave it behind. Here comes the scallywags now. Okay, welcome back. You'll see. Hey, you two gonna keep shouting and keep the rest of us up? Oh, like hell you guys were already asleep. I know you're gonna take first watch anyway, Worrywart. You always do. Nah, you know what? You two got so much energy, I'll happily give you all that responsibility. I'm signing off. We got a big day tomorrow. And no more wandering around. Why is he in such a good mood? We resolve some things. Hey, Sai, you got a pen and paper on you? Uh, unfortunately, no. I wanted to bring some, but we had to cut down any extra weight. Man, what good is bringing a linguist if you can't even get stuff for one lousy note? The question I ask myself every day, Jay. Silas Caldwell, Expedition Log 1, second Depth 3 attempt. We might be hearing something again. You sure, Alex? I'm sure. I can hear it. Really faintly. I'm not sure what it is, though. Come on, climb up here with me. Maybe if we get on top of this snowbank. Not too far now. We won't leave line of sight. see anything or hear anything. I hear it. Listen. Oh, I do hear it. It sounds like bells. How the fuck did you hear that, Alex? Well, let's go. Might as well try to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, you hear that? It's really faint and high-pitched. I can hear it now. Damn. Here I was hoping Alex was letting the cold get to her. We don't need creepy bells. We really don't. We should keep moving. We don't know how much daylight we had to waste before we get to the next shelter. Yeah, but we should also have a look around. Uh, perhaps not. We could leave a mark and look around next time. What? We're dealing with some creatures that can mimic voices. Who knows what else they can do? Or what others we might find? We can't split up, and leaving the trail could be disastrous. I want to see too, but this is a bad idea. Fine. Let's get moving. No telling how far it is anyway. Another day, perhaps? Thank you, Lizzie. <laughs> Don't mention it. It's nice having 
someone look after me. My family, watching out for little old me. Alex? Ah, oh, shit, not this again. Come on, everyone down. Let's go. Alex, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, of course I will. Big brothers and sisters, siblings, and parents and friends, all watching out for me. What took you guys so... What's wrong? Alex is doing the spacey thing again. Silas, you okay? Uh, yes, I think so. I do feel a bit, a bit lightheaded. Don't worry, little one. You're safe now. The hell do we do? Every time it's happened before, if we got some distance, they were fine. Can't go back now. Let's get to the next forest quick as we can. We can do this. One foot in front of the other, Alex. And just like that, we'll be home. Right back on your doorstep. I need to focus on walking. End of expedition report. Silas Caldwell, Expedition Report 2, Second Depth 3 Attempt. We have arrived at the second mushroom forest, and it looks like Alex's malady has abated. Not a moment too soon. Night has already fallen. And with it comes the expected drop in temperature. What's more, this forest isn't maintaining the same warmth as the previous forest. It's not as cold as the outside, but we're well below freezing compared to the last forest. The steam emitting off the top of the mushrooms is weaker and occasionally stops completely. When it restarts, there's a sputtering sound. Listen. There it is! There's something wrong with these fungi. They're not functioning as well as they should be. There are also more notches carved on the innermost trunks, and most of them contain familiar squirming shapes. As per instructions, we have left them untouched. A few of them, notably, are empty. No sign of their former inhabitants, if there were any. There's another tunnel with stairs carved into one of the shrooms. We're about to go inside. Nice and easy, everybody. These stairs are slicker than shit. Someone must have made these stairs in both forests. Do you think the underground caverns serve a function? Whoever did it may have needed to cultivate the mushrooms. They clearly serve a purpose by protecting against the cold and the wind, and they bothered to store what looks like a bunch of other examples of Specimen 1 on the shelves. But why? I've been checking my notes from previous translations, and I have a theory about them. I'll explain after we get a look down here. Here we are. Another open chamber in the ice, surrounded by the fungal roots from above. Look! The water's frozen over! There's no outlet to the water below! Interesting. If there's no water access, that would explain why the steam is getting cut off. The mushrooms must need liquid water for their energy production. But we still haven't seen any sign of rot or a host species they're using for food. Does that mean they're not really fungi after all? Just shaped like them? We haven't seen the base of the roots. They could be feeding off of something deep below the eyes, but they may need the liquid water along with the host. Still, without any signs of decomposition, we may need to reclassify these plants. Sounds like the authors of the ancient book had as hard of a time with the taxonomy as y'all are having. I couldn't discern if they meant stalks or trunks when referring to them. They might be something else entirely. <gasps> hey, Cassius, look down there! Do you see those holes in the ice? Weird. Looks like a round tunnel. Do you think some of the puffin-penguin hybrids made their way down here? Maybe they accidentally disrupted this mushroom forest with their digging. These are wider than the hole they were chiseling out of the ice. And there's several, all along the walls, pointing outward. Hey, you guys hear something? Everybody step back. God, holy shit! What is, what is that? It's okay, it's not pointed at us. It's a worm. There's... There are worm tunnels. It shot out of one of the holes and burrowed into another one! That was amazing! Great, great. 
another fictional creature out of my worst nightmares I have no desire to interact with whatsoever. Oh, great ice worm. Give us your spice. <laughs> Is it gone? <laughs> uh, yeah, looks like it. We're all right, Alex. <sighs> Phew. Great. One more thing to worry about. Let's get topside. No sense in seeing if this thing's got an appetite for breaches or not. I'm gonna have to check the forest for any signs of its wormholes topside. Yes, let's. We all need rest. Silas is turning green from this cave, and we've got lumberjacking to be doing in the morning, most likely. Or lumber shrooming. Or would that be fungus jacking? <laughs> fungus jacking. Can we not use such crude terminology? Hey, you scientists get to have all the fun. Eventually, something has to have a dumb name. I read somewhere there's a gorilla that's just named Gorilla Gorilla Gorilla. Three times! Yeah, okay, and? Still better name the Blobfish or Fungus Jacking. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Cassius, I have a request from one of the breachers for you. Oh, yes, yes! Uh-oh, Alex is excited. That can't be good news. What's up? While on Gaia and Pandemonium, the Science Brigade has had the lion's share of the naming of new species. Except Alex, who has tried her best, but failed miserably several times, as you know. But I think it's the pressure. I want to have one name. Just one. All to myself, and whatever I name it goes. I promise I'll come up with a good one this time. That's... That sounds like an idea that could only go wrong. Please? Like Jay said, every expedition must have its unique names. Besides, if Alex is sure the name will get taken, that might reduce her naming anxiety. And who knows? She might come up with a great one. Oh, please, please, please. Pretty please. With a little cherry on top. Hmm. All right. One name. You might even get more if it's not terrible. Yes! Hey, do I get one? Ugh, not if you think fungus jacking is clever. <laughs> fungus jacking? I can do better. Now look at what you've done, Bookworm. You let one kid have a name and now they all want one. Would y'all quit jabbering and settle in? We gotta get something to eat and get rested up for tomorrow. It's gonna be a cold night. End of expedition report. Well, now's a great opportunity for a bedtime story. Silas, wanna put us all to sleep with your theory about the shelf people? Gladly. Now that Alex can't hear us, I'll expound. During my translation, the author of this particular segment described the bitter cold, the solid water, the water rocks, I believe they said. Anyway, we've confirmed these details, but at the end of that author's passage, they described that they would remain with those who remain. It was odd seeing the phrase repeated, like it was describing two sets of people. That, and the fatalistic nature of the text, leads me to believe these shelf creatures are afflicted with something that is like death. Like death? Indeed. We've seen no sign of any survivors, and why would they describe two sets of those who remain? Perhaps they were like Specimen 1, but Specimen 1 and all those like it are aberrations. Sick, or afflicted, or mutated, I'm not sure. There's something wrong with them. In another part of the passage, they describe a great multitude herded about, immune to peril, and blind to the grief that befalls their children. I thought that was odd, but now that I think on it, and see all these poor, senseless creatures locked away, squirming blindly in their prisons. It's like they're sealed. Not out of fear, but a kind of respect. It's reminiscent of ancestor worship, or at least veneration. That's why, that might explain why they built a whole ziggurat camp on Gaia for one of them. Yes, you see where I'm going with this. But the author says the living were driven almost to extinction by the time they arrived here. They didn't have the resources to keep carrying these ailing ancestors with them. Abandonment was 
necessary, but they could do them one last honor. A set of frozen tombs scattered throughout the shelters of this world. This depth, it's a necropolis, a depth of the dead. Then the ghosts we've been hearing, the ones that stole Lizzie's voice might be. No, that has to be a step too far. What is? Are you saying if they can remove one sense? Yeah, maybe. There's a bunch of tombs, and there's a bunch of ghosts that seem to lure people away. Like, angry, vengeful spirits. But maybe the two are connected. The ghosts and the husks in the tombs. Husks? You remember how Specimen 1 looks. It's hollow, empty. It doesn't even weigh that much. Like a husk of something else. It barely slowed us down during our escape from Gaia. Like, okay... Think about it. What do these screeching ghosts do when they drag people away? Like they tried to do to Jay last trip. I'm unsure. According to the book, it says none ever returned. And then it says later a few made it back. But they were... changed. Fearful and speaking only of death and cold. I don't know if that means they were turned into these husks, or if they were simply petrified by the experience. Maybe whatever affects them is gradually degenerative. Like how I lost my voice, but I got it back after a while. Maybe the process is irreversible if left too long? If that's the case, I'm glad we got out when we did. But then, why did one of them escape from the tomb? You had only weakened it, and suddenly it decided to break out all on its own? They've never shown much initiative before. Except... Except when Linkstones are involved. Exactly. We saw Specimen 1 fight back when struck with the Linkstone. But we don't have our Linkstone with us. It's back in Breach 3, and it's still too dangerous to take the rest with us, depending on which one we'll need next. They don't want to risk losing the Linkstones along with us. So why- Yeah, yeah, no need for the reminder. We're gonna be fine. Right, Lizzie? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Probably? I think so. Uh, But then what became of- No clue. And I don't think we're gonna find out tonight. I've heard enough theories for one evening. We need to get some rest. There will be plenty to do in the morning. (sighs) Very well. Stay warm, everyone. Hey. Hey, you're on watch. Uh, I'm up. I'm up. Uh, Let me me just get my little friend. I wanted to get some thoughts down. You're up with Cass. They went around the corner for a second said they wouldn't go far. Oh, wonderful. I'm sure that's the truth. Good luck. Happy watching. (sighs) Looks like this will be a lonely watch. Light of unending worlds. I dreamed a strange dream. In the dream, I saw a line of people, ragged and broken, marching out of a breach. They had just come from one wasteland to another. This was no deliverance. This was another lair to the hellscape they traversed, depth after depth, with no hope in sight. Along with them came a train of followers, blind, wriggling in the snow, dragged along by any means left to them, pulled in carts, thrown on sleds, hauled on their backs, the unfeeling forearms tied around their necks to secure these wretched creatures in place. They were trying their best. They couldn't bear the thought of leaving them alone, not in any of these places. Some chose to settle a pointless endeavor. The ice yielded no soil, and water was hard enough to come by. Who could plant here? The stalks themselves barely yielded any fuel for the fires, hard as iron, unrelenting as the frigid emptiness that surrounded them. Who could build here? Few could even go hunting, and the only sustenance came from eyeless, squirming masses from deep, deep 
below. Who could live here? And through it all, no matter how beset by woe they became, there was always more to plague them. Shapes on the wind, voices from beyond. Already so stricken with paranoia, they now heard voices long gone calling out to them, begging for salvation. Please, please come save me. Warm me. Stave off this cold from claiming me. Please. Any who heeded the call were lost. Why do these worlds torment them so? Anger grew. Accusations were flung out, but it was all so futile, so irrelevant. They had asked for these worlds, bought and paid for them. Nabokutul. What reason, then, for this anger? Surely it was misplaced. Surely. Why had they even tried running? Where could they go? What could they even hope to do? Useless, hopeless, lost. They shouldn't have left. They should never. They should. They should never. Somebody wake up! Wake up! Cass? Cassius? Cassius! Where are you? Shh! Wait! I, I can't trust the voice. They never should have wandered off. Greg! Greg, wake up! It's what? Cassius! Uh, oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, up, everybody! What? Get up! Get up, preachers! What's, what's going on? Uh, what's happening? Listen! Fuck's sake, Cassius. Careful. It may still be a trick, but we need to take a look. Sounds like it's not coming from too far away. And closer to the center, away from the outer wilds. Cassius! Can you hear me? Oh, fuck. Jay, is that you? Get over here. Give me a hand. Do you think the ghosts swear? You want to trust your life on it? Cassius, we're coming! Where are you? Right here, next to one of the empty shelves. There's something trapped in here. Wait, it is Cassius. In the flesh. What do you have? Oh, my dad! It's one of the puppet penguins! It's trapped inside one of the ice shelves. I can't get it out. There's some kind of wire or string blocking the way. Can you see it? It's really thin. String? What? Why is there string on the entrance? Is it a trap? Does it look man-made? I can't tell. It looks like... Wait, it looks a bit like a spider's web. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look out! Look out. Oh, oh, no oh, effect! Oh, it's still oh, going. Oh, oh, watch out! Hold up! It's got cash! Get off me! Get off! Oh my god! Get off of me, son of a bitch! It's all these webs on the I need a knife! Oh, get off! Get loose! We got it! Get it off! If bullets won't stop you, let's see how you handle this. I got it. I got it. It's... It's a husk. It looks like specimen one. How? How did it do that? I don't know. And it's still moving. It's moving like the other husks did back on Gaia. Slowly and deliberately, and... It looks like it's leaking some kind of fluid? Could that be blood? I need to take a look. Be careful, Lizzie, please! The webs it's made are trailing out of its forearms. Cassius, Cassius! I think there's something inside this husk. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's give it a tug. Oh, please no. Ew! Look at it! Just look at it! It's a huge arachnid! <laughs> that is one ugly son of a bitch. It was puppeteering the husk! It may have been trapping the penguin puffin for food. I wonder why it uses the body. Maybe because of its durability? Or to keep warm? 
How in the world does it maintain any kind of temperature or equilibrium? You alright, Cass? <sighs> yes, I'm fine. Silas. Silas. Mm-hmm. Give me the knife. Oh, sure. There you go, little guy. You're free to go. Normally I wouldn't have interfered with nature's course, but it looks like our mistake is your lucky day. Go on. Get along now. Oh no, you get along now. We don't have any room for passengers. I mean it. Aw, it's just staring at you. I think I like she, Cassius. And why not? Who knows what fate awaited it had Cassius not intervened? Look at its beak. It's broken. Hmm. I wonder if that's why you don't have a home. Looks like your beak's not much use for breaking ice, little buddy. Did you get cast out? Hey now, if you can understand me, then you should listen. Ugh, of course they don't. Who am I kidding? Oh, well, I guess we can't exactly throw you out. Are you gonna... Yep, of course you're following me around. You've made a friend, Cass. It's not leaving. Oh, poor thing. We haven't seen the rest of its kind enter the mushroom forests. It must have gotten lost, or it couldn't drill through the ice with its broken beak. And it made its way here. Great. Just great. Now there's six little chickadees to watch out for. Just what I needed. Well, now that that's over, let's get back to bed. Barely been a few hours. We could rest a while longer. If this hellhole depth will let us. Yeah, that means you too. Thank God I heard you, Cassius. I thought you had wandered off. I'm fine. Jeez, I'm not that dumb. Just walked around the corner so I could take a bio break and heard the little guy squawking for help. Well, I'm... I'm glad you're alright, I can handle myself. Sometimes. Silas Caldwell. No! Expedition Report 3. Second attempt in Depth 3. God damn! Our logging attempts have proven fruitless. The trunks of the mushrooms are frozen solid, and while you would think that might make them more brittle, we've only succeeded in wearing down one of the axes to a dull edge. There's no way. I've tried my best for half an hour. I ain't even made a dent on this fucking thing. Any luck, Greg? Nope. Not so much as kindling. I helped him, too. This mushroom trunk might as well be solid steel. Well, let's not give up hope. We've spotted something. Another mushroom forest! On the horizon! Looks like there's a slope down to it, and it's the farthest one yet! Great day. Nothing else for it. We're gonna have to keep hiking. Damn it. We've got the resources for it, and we haven't finished our mission. Our job isn't over. Right, Scout? See? Even our newest member is primed and ready. Let's go. Neither snow, nor rain, nor weird puppeteering spiders, nor creepy voice-stealing ghosts shall stop the breachers from their appointed rounds. We make for the third forest... End of expedition report. Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share like 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Rowan Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Sage Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. Greg Washburn is played by Cody Burke. Jeremiah Woods is played by Eldrin Smith. Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Additional voices provided by Saf the Something, Gage Odom, Kit Lynn H.P. Ember, 
listen to other episodes, find our social media links, and make donations by visiting syntaxpodcast.com. Rate and follow us on your favorite listening platforms, tweet us at TwinStrangersP with your burning questions, and engage with fellow listeners on our subreddit, r slash syntaxpod. Know the depths, wish for more. Special thanks to our crowdfunding campaign backers who supported us on this season. Derek Valen, Saf the Something, Michael Ireland, M. Mulder, Dallas Bird, Fox, Johan Kingsley, Rain Ward, Bluebell and Kai, Kitlin H.P. Ember. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.